Hello, welcome to the Rock Sound Podcast. I'm Will Cross. Tamsin, how's it going? Going pretty good. Yeah, eating a flapjack. Eating a flapjack. I'll try not to chew whilst I'm talking. But <laughs> you're sat where Jack sat when he was eating uh, our interns, our old interns, chocolate pudding. Yeah, it's like. Oh, um, wh- why were you eating his chocolate pudding? That sounds so wrong. Why were you eating his chocolate pudding? <laughs> because he left it in the fridge. He did. He left oh, okay. multiple. And in it the was a, it was a pre like podcast snack. And okay. In, I thought you just like I thought I thought you meant whilst he was still it, here. No, just oh, like. No. No, it was a delicious. You're not having that, young, it was, it was, it was, young intern. It's it was a, mine. It was a delicious vegan treat. It was. It was lovely. Uh, so yeah, that's the voice of Jack Rogers. Hello. Right, not right, eating well, the chocolate pudding this no, time. No, I'm not this week. Um, I'm I'm fully <laughs> satisfied with my meals this week. So <laughs> lovely stuff. Well, uh, what a place to start. Uh, it is sing along roulette time, of course. That time again where we uh, we spin a song at Jack and he sings it back for us like the uh, the best jukebox ever. So uh, yeah, no. I've, I got quite a lot of um, compliments about my yeah. like Dear Maria last week. You know yeah. it's a real thing when you get your own hashtag. So this week we're going to fire another absolute banger at Jackie's going to sing it back to us. So this week we're going to go a little preview of what's to come on the show. It's Hey Rachel, the uh, the classic by As It Is. Here we go. <clears throat> hey Rachel, I'm sorry. Whoa. <laughs> I was like... Real heart in that. There was. There was a lot of lot of throat. Not, not, not even my sister. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're giving an audition. That was uh, that was brilliant. Maybe my favourite yet. Bloody hell. <laughs> well, so follow us on SoundCloud. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Last week we had the return of Always the Quiet Ones, our special feature where we talk to uh, members of bands that don't necessarily get the spotlight. A bit quieter. We spoke to Zach Merrick of All Time Low fame. Absolutely amazing to get to know him. And we also had now Mallory Knox frontman Sam Douglas after uh, ex frontman Michael Chapman's shock departure from the band uh, on the show's chat. Everything Mallory Knox. What's happened with the future? And uh, of course they have just released their brand new song, the first as their new lineup, Black Hole. So check that out online on YouTube. Um, check us out on rocksound.tv. Uh, but this week, it is our brand new issue launch special. So last month, because we had nothing nowhere, it was absolutely amazing. But this month is just as exciting. So for the first time ever, we have got Austin Night of Water Parks and Patty Walters of As It Is, When Patty Met Austin, as we're calling it, uh, on the cover together. Absolutely amazing. Getting to know the leaders of the brand new generation, the leading lights of a new generation of amazing bands. Uh, very personal, hilarious cover feature. Getting to know the guys, getting to know what makes them tick and just what they're like as friends as well. Absolutely amazing. But more on that in a bit. Tamsin. Sad news, guys. Warp Tour have revealed that they're not reuniting My Chemical Romance for this year's final cross-country tour. One OK Rock have a released brand new song, Change. Slam Dunk have announced that Rome, Goldfinger, Real Big Fish and The Audition yeah. in a world-exclusive reunion performance have joined this year's lineup. I am so stoked for The Audition, you have no idea. Shout out 2008. <laughs> Big up. Fall Out Boy have covered Whitney Houston's classic, I Want to Dance with Somebody, because why not? Nothing Nowhere has signed to Fuel by Raymond and dropped a new song, Ruiner. And the Ghost Inside frontman Jonathan Vigil has written a moving account on his Instagram about attending shows since the band's bus crash in 2015. Our thoughts go out to him. Absolutely, yes. Um, so, interview one. So, of course, it's our launch special. So, we're tying everything in to our brand new issue and the cover of our brand new issue. So, Jack, you took the reins on the uh, on the chat this week. I was away. Um, so, we're kicking off with Patty, of course like as is fame his first ever cover in general uh, so it's absolutely amazing really brilliant to hear how stoked he was about it and then just getting to know we've had him on the show a couple of times before but getting to know the person you know uh, behind that figurehead behind the face even more uh, and just meeting Austin as well being friends with Austin and, and water parks and yeah just being a genuine figurehead and uh, and uh, you know an inspirational figure as well and kind of what's behind that and who inspired him when he was growing up really really interesting stuff so here we go Jack's chat with our cover star Patty Waters. Thank you for joining us on um, release day of your first ever cover. Yeah, that's that's so exciting. Honestly, it's it's amazing to be a part of, and uh, kind of crazy to think of with how long it's been reading rock sound. So it's uh, pretty special, pretty fun. Yeah, man. How how is it feeling that this is going your face alongside Mr. Austin Knight is going to be in stores across the world? Um, yeah, it's it's really surreal. Um, it's one of these, one of those milestones where I think it's really important to kind of like slow down and appreciate the kind of 
magnitude of something quite like that, um, where, you know, in any industry, you know, you can take a lot of things for granted. You can become jaded along the way. And that's a really important thing. Um, and something that I've always just kind of like drummed would happen and to, to see it happen is, is like I said, surreal, but it's, it, it, it feels incredible. And, um, yeah, and no, I'm just um, really proud to be to be on the on the cover of Rock Sound. Really proud, and it uh, means a lot to me. So it's um, I just yeah, it's, it's it's incredible to see it happen. Amazing, man. Well, let's say that this kind of relationship with you and Austin it kicked off when you toured with them at the end of last year, which um, as as it sees in the feature in the mag, like it looks like you had the best time ever. Like, what were some of your favorite memories of that tour? Um, yeah, it, it was sincerely fun. There's there's a lot of tours where you don't necessarily get on as well as it can seem through social media or it's kind of like live on stage. But that was a tour where every person, uh, members of the band, members of the crew, was was like truly genuine and really fantastic. And we made really like deep friendships with every single person on that tour. Um, and it was incredible. Um between like Sleep On It and Chapel and Water Parks and all their crew, it was just really fun. Um, and some some like uh, some of my favorite memories of that tour. Um, let me have a think. There, one of my personal favorites was uh, um, we. There was a long overnight snowy drive from Salt Lake City, Utah, to Denver, Colorado, um, and everyone was real panicky about kind of like not getting stuck up in the mountains and like you know like, taking like the safe route. Um, and I was just asleep and it turns out we'd driven the dangerous route. Um, otherwise I would have been kicking and screaming, telling everyone to turn back. But, um, yeah, we took the, uh, the snowy, icy mountainous kind of roads. And, uh, because we did that, we were the only ones that made it to that show. Um, and we were just kind of hanging around in the venue all day going, okay, is anybody going to come? And then we ended up having to cancel it. And, uh, uh, we, we still went outside and met everybody who'd been queuing up all day in the cold and made them all like tea and coffee and stuff. And it was, uh, you know, it was just nice to have like an extra long chat with, with all those people. Cause you know, sometimes you don't actually get to, you know, uh, converse with people all that long in that situation. But, uh, that was particularly funny. I don't know. It's just being on tour with water parks. Like they're always doing something absolutely outrageous. Their, their tour pranks were actually quite funny. Uh, my personal favorite was doing uh sleep on it. They actually did an on stage, uh, meet and greet where they brought like, uh, a photographer and about like 20 fans on stage and were like taking photos. It was, it was really, really hilarious. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just every day was, was something new, something funny. Uh, and it was just cool to be a part of. Every day is an adventure. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, also because in the feature as well, you talked about that you spent Thanksgiving together as well in Michigan. Um, yeah. tell us a little bit about that because you only kind of hinted on it, but where did you do it? Like, did someone cook in, did like chef Jeff get involved at all? Did he do like get anything going yeah, on no, or yeah, yeah what's the indeed. story? Uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Ronnie let us all come over and between he and his mother were, we're all cooking and all this kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, like we're we're great friends with him. We've known him for a long time, and it was it was really kind of him to kind of like let water parks into his home, having kind of no, you know, he'd never met them before, but he he thought they were great people after meeting them, like most people do. And uh, yeah, it was just really fun. Uh, we'd never done like a real proper uh, American Thanksgiving mm-hmm. um, with everybody, and it was. Um, it was cool. Yeah, everyone kind of said what they were thankful for, and it was it was you know we'd been on the road with with water parks for a little bit at that time, but that was really like, you know, an entire day to kind of get to know them, um, a little deeper and a little more personally. Um, and everyone was just, yeah, really feeling really sentimental about, you know, being there with friends and, you know, being away from home and all the people you love on a day like that isn't necessarily easy, but being there with people that you, you do love in a, in a different kind of way. Um, you know, it's still something to be thankful for. And it was, um, yeah, it was just cool to hang out with everybody all day in that kind of capacity and really go, okay, this is kind of a, a special day. And we should, we should all kind of know that and enjoy that. Amazing. Um, away from like the tour pranks and eating dinners and stuff, what was it that you learned from 
water parks and Austin in particular on time on the road, were there any things which they, the way they conducted themselves or the way that he approached things that you picked up? The thing that I, I learned and kind of respected the most about Austin was they, they'd play a great set. Um, and then as soon as it was over, you know, minutes after it was over, Austin would start writing new songs. And I just thought that was, Amazing because it's something I I know that I'm personally not really uh, capable of doing. I'm not kind of like switched on and inspired in that way all the time, um, and it was just really cool to see because I mean I, I I try to write as often as I can, but to go straight from stage um, to your kind of like portable studio setup is something I never considered, and it's something I might, I might kind of try in the future because uh, yeah, it definitely does produce. Uh, good results. They do write amazing songs, and uh, it was just yeah, it was, that was a real eye opener. Okay, that's, that's what you do. You don't even shower. <laughs> that's usually where I am first. That you're you're picking up a guitar and writing more songs. Okay, amazing. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's a really interesting way of going about it. It's like he's staying in that emotional state to like write more music about what he's feeling and get it down before it's like forgotten. Exactly. I mean, maybe that's why it wouldn't work for me is because our songs are so miserable. I'm usually <laughs> in too good a mood after we've played a set. I, I usually find playing sets really, really fun. And I'm just kind of like jumping and having a great time. And then I go, all right, let's write a, write a sad song. And then I'm just like, no, feel too good. No, I need to wait until I'm miserable again. <laughs> Um, let's talk a little bit about the actual shoe um, that people can see in all of its glory in the new issue. There's, mm-hmm. uh, there's a few yeah. questions, such as, tell me a bit about the dog. The dog? Oh, gosh, I can't remember his name, but it was something really cute. Like It might have been Mooch, something like Amazing. that. Um, the dog was just uh, the, the owner of the studio's dog. We found uh, that studio and kind of went there uh, late in the evening um, once the show had already started uh, a little bit. And we, um, yeah, we uh, just kind of played around with everything that we could find in that studio between, between the dog and that weird mannequin's head and uh, probably other things. Like, I can't entirely remember. But that dog was so, so sweet. So, yeah, um uh, Mooch was just happy to be part of what we were doing and, you know, on and off camera, we were just kind of broing down with Mooch. It was a, it was a really good time and he was a really sweet dog. Amazing. It's a little cutie. Um, and what, what was it like actually shooting with Austin? Did it feel quite natural that you two could kind of produce, um, these sort of pictures? Like, did it just feel like two guys just having fun and hanging out? Yeah, it did, and it, it, it honestly was, and that's why I'm, I'm so kind of appreciative that the uh, the shoot happened towards the end of that tour. Is we we really got to know them all as people, and we were very comfortable around them. They're they're the kind of band where you know you're allowed in their dressing room, and we we were just kind of hanging out constantly and just having a good time. So we were really comfortable around each other, and you know we'd had we'd like made memories by that point and we just kind of, you know, yeah, exactly became comfortable around each other. So it really was just that simple of just kind of, uh, let's, let's do this. That'd be ridiculous. And yeah, it was all, it was all really fun. Perfect, man. Um, let's get a little bit into what you talk about in the feature as well, because if you feel like there's, um, there's a lot of honesty in here because it's the first time that you're kind of doing a chat about, you and your feelings and your emotions away from all the band stuff like you're not talking right. about you're not talking about music it's it's about you and you talk a lot about not being afraid of struggling and being able to talk about those things but also not giving up on chasing your dreams and like reaping the benefits of that now like what is it that you want mm-hmm. people who look up to you to take away from the way that you live your life and approach things and also what you've developed in terms of what the band actually represents. I think firstly, I just want everyone to know that if they want something bad enough, that it's possible to achieve that thing. It's just a matter of really hard work and a lot of time and a lot of the time, uh, objectively from the outside, maybe that looks instantaneous or, um, I don't know, uh, 
like you click your fingers and it's there. But, um, you know, like I said, I've been reading rock sounds for probably over 10 years at this point. And I've been playing guitar for closer to 15 years. And um, being in a band is the one thing that I've known all my life that I wanted to do and that nothing else would would feel uh, right for somebody like me. Um, so it's the only thing that I kind of chased. There was kind of really just nothing else I considered possible uh, or a possibility. Um, so I went after that and kind of took every opportunity to, to, to be here. And that's, I'm lucky enough to say that it has because that it certainly does not happen for everybody. And I'm aware of that. I think it's, I'm, I appreciate how lucky I am to be here, but yeah, it's, um, it's a, it's a difficult one where, you know, like your struggles and chasing happiness. I mean, like happiness is not this kind of tangible end goal. Um, happiness kind of comes and goes and, you know, we as people just kind of, you know, can hold on to happiness for a while and then it's gone and we have to kind of make changes in our life to, to obtain that again. Um, so I think it's important to remember that while you struggle, it's not permanent because all good things, all bad things aren't permanent. Um, we just kind of like fluctuate, we dip and dive and things get better then they get worse. And that's just kind of the nature of, um, lives and people, um, but yeah, it, it feels um, good right now um, to be in this band, and it feels good right now to be doing what I do. Um, and it's 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 good to say that because you know behind the scenes that's not always true. Um, it certainly hasn't been true of this band in the past, but as of right now, um, yeah, it's, it 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 does feel very very good. Big man, I feel as though as well because you. You've um, been very open about your views on social media and stepping away from it and having that kind of distance with your own kind of feelings and thoughts away from the band. And this is kind of one of the first times that you've really talked about it and its influence on you. Like, how do you feel like, are you hoping that that has a certain effect on people's judgment of you and like the respect that you want? Um, I hope so. I, ho- I hope it has a certain kind of impact on people in the sense that, for me, uh, social media hasn't always been um, something I've enjoyed using. It's, it's actually been like a really kind of toxic, poisonous thing in my life. And I think we're at a at a point um, in society where social media is just kind of um, a necessity, um, which isn't inherently a bad thing in itself. But I don't know when when you know social media companies use like algorithms to kind of boost how long you're on their websites. So it's not actually kind of, um, I don't know, conducive to kind of a good mental health. It's, it's, it's actually like detrimental to your soul for the most part. Um, and I've just kind of come to learn that I was spending a lot of time on social media, what I was rarely if ever posting on social media. So I just had to ask myself, why am I on these sites constantly when I personally never use them for myself. I'm just kind of consuming crap all day and just kind of going, okay, well, so I've recently unfollowed tons of people on Instagram, tons of people that I love because I was just so sick of kind of like wanting to refresh the feed and like, you know, being updated and all this stuff. And I was like, does this actually bring me happiness? Well, it clearly doesn't. So, and I don't know, social media in the past has always been a real numbers game for me. Uh, uh, you know, coming from a YouTube background and an up-and-coming band, you, you like having social media means free exposure, and you want to use that to kind of all the potential that um, is available to you, which is in the social media days infinite, really, if you just kind of use it properly. And it's just it's been really difficult, but really rewarding transitioning into using social media for me instead of using it as a kind of promotional tool for my endeavors or the band's endeavors or anything like that. Um, and yeah, like there's this, this part of you that's kind of screaming in fear and out of doubt where it's, you know, you, you see yourself becoming obsolete because the, the, the numbers don't mean what they used to. But I, I kind of, when, when I'm, talking to people at shows or when I'm talking to the people in my life, like I can, 
I can feel that I'm a much happier person and I'm a much more kind of emotionally intelligent person than I used to be. And there are things in my life that I would value over number numbers on social media and happiness and kind of sounder, more stable mental health is certainly two of those things among many. Um, and it's been, yeah, a journey. And maybe again, like, like, as I mentioned, maybe that looks instantaneous, but it takes a long time. It takes a lot of fear. It takes a lot of doubt and a lot of struggle. But, you know, eventually you can kind of get to the top of that and look, look at the view and kind of see everything that you've kind of like overcome to get there. So yeah, looking back on it, it's, it's, um, it's something that I'm glad I did because it was worthwhile, but it's, uh, yeah, I wasn't always certain it was the right decision. Yeah, man, big style. Um, away from that as well, because it kind of links in that you're now someone who people do look to for advice and they take notice of the things you're doing or the things you're saying and acting upon that. When you were growing up, who were those people for you? Like, who was it who you looked to for that balance and support? Um really important ones for me were Toby Morris from H2O, David Havoc from AFI, Chad Gilbert from New Fun Glory. Um, these guys that were really kind of prominent in the, the straight edge movement, but like it was just outside of the realm of hardcore because I wasn't into hardcore until I was like 15. Um, and discovering that world was a really big and important and profound thing for me. Um, but those guys were really the first people that kind of put straight edge as a movement on my radar instead of just kind of, you know, this, this label or this thing you do to kind of describe yourself. Toby Morris is a huge one um, because he has his nonprofit uh, called One Life, One Chance, and he goes into schools and talks about being drug-free and alcohol-free and that it's, you know, sometimes a little cooler than it looks or that society kind of, you know, uh, labels it to be. Because uh, he just goes in there and like covered head to toe in tattoos and talks about his band and touring and all this stuff and that you don't have to be a nun to be kind of like <laughs> clean in that kind of way you can you can be cool you can make those kind of choices and um, Davey Havoc was is is still a huge one for me I mean AFI are like a really important band for me and always will be um, but like Black Audio his other project with Jade is is something that I I absolutely love and. One of the things, like, I loved kind of, you know, I felt at home kind of when I when I discovered, like, the hardcore community. But at the same time, like, you know, I was this kid and I was into all kinds of music. I wasn't just into hardcore. And that's the thing, like, I always felt a bit kind of elitist about the hardcore scene is, like, you know, you know every lyric to every song by these bands and you don't listen to anything outside the realm of hardcore. And I was like, well, I really love, like, all genres of music, like, heavier and lighter. And... um somebody who was making like electronic music like that, that basically sounds like Depeche Mode. It was like, this is really cool knowing that this comes in some way from like straight edge roots. Like AFI came out of a hardcore punk scene and um, transitioned into everything they became, which is awesome because like a band should always be trying new things. And they really inspire us and me to, to grow as a band and to really never like stay still and experiment and, you know, become more kind of mature. Um, but yeah, that was such an important one where it's kind of like, okay, um, dudes from this community, uh, can, can just play with any music they want to. And I, I think that's how it should be. I think too, too many people are too conservative with what they listen to. Like the entire kind of like spectrum of music is beautiful and there's, there's stuff to love, there's stuff to hate and it's worth just kind of, you know, listening to everything, and I don't know. Th- th- those are some really important people for me uh, for those reasons. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, like, um, I guess it's kind of like reverse this week. Um, so, Will. <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant to hear, like, just to learn a lot more. It's a bit like we've always we've done with Always the Quiet Ones. It's kind of, it's interesting to just get to know people on a bit of a more uh, intimate, personal level. And uh, Pat is such an interesting character because I feel he's so humble. And just to be able to hear him, you know, talk about Toby Morse of H2O and, like, you know, being straight edge and saying, you know, things like that, it's a lot cooler, a lot cooler than, you know, maybe it's... L- things are labeled as and it was so great to hear him say things like that and kind of to like knock down that facade as a real figurehead of this world Tamsin what are you saying 
Yeah, I think, I mean, both, with both Patty and Austin, it's, you know, they're, they're both straight edge guys. They're both, without, this isn't meant to sound like really weird, but they're both a little bit miserable, but really happy at the same time. Well, like the music, like particularly Waterparks, like just it's bop after bop, isn't it? Yeah. But like to kind of go in more in depth into what goes behind those songs um, with each of them. And I feel like these guys, you know, we've said they are the leaders of a new generation of sort of the pop rock, pop punk world. And I feel like, you know, f for kids that are, you know, heading into their teenage years and everything, I do think these two guys are really, really important in our scene because as, as you know, the guy said, Drinking can be fun, just be careful. Um, but like the fact yeah, they are both public service announcement. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they are they are both straight edge. They are they both deal with um, anxiety and stuff, and they both don't really like social media or have their issues with social media and the influence it has on young people. And I think these are the these are the types of guys and people in bands that we now need for the for the younger generation. Like people are able to look up to them and be like, oh, you know, if you're being I, I know I was when I was at school feeling pressured to go to the park and drink a litre of cider on a Wednesday afternoon. It wasn't really my vibe. But but you do feel that pressure when you're in when you're at that age to kind of fit in with everyone and just go along with what they're doing because you you don't want to seem lame, and to have people like this to look up to I think is really really important. Absolutely, yeah. I, and like you say, I mean, I love how just kind of unapologetic they are about being them. You know, uh, like they 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 you know, Patty's not afraid of being like I like books and I like music. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I don't do any of that stuff. And I'm just me, and that's who I am. And you know, like I say, you know, being inspired by people like you know, Toby from H2O or Chad Gilbert from Newfound Glory and you know all these people that, that have done similar things like that it's, it's, it's amazing to hear and I think it's really like you say really important you know uh, for the generation coming up I mean Jack how was it for you to do the actual interview? Oh it was a riot because Pat is just lovely and um, I mean it's the nice part of speaking to Patty about it is because they water parts took them out on the road and like that touring party seemed like the perfect blend of characters and people and I just like hearing my favourite part of that chat was when Patty picked up on what Austin does when he comes off stage which is that he goes straight into writing music that like he, rather than like as he said he's like when he comes off stage he's been high kicking and having a great time and he's too happy to write music I've just got this like really fun image in my mind of like Patty coming off stage and just being like boom yeah feeling great high kicks let's yeah. smash this life is great I love you and then Austin's like can you keep it down I'm in the zone trying to write a banger here yeah but, but it's like that he's he's going that even though Austin's does channel like the more like dark and angry thoughts that he's able to do it when with that energy which he's built up on stage from playing these songs whereas uh, I feel as though that's something which you can hear it in Patty's voice that he's actually picking that up and he might start doing that for himself and I feel as though that's another level of like bands helping bands that I say it all the time that every day is a school day like don't let anyone tell you that you never stop learning because you don't like I've learned more from like from band members and people in life after being at school than I did at school. Who remembers Pythagoras? No one. Um, <laughs> and I feel as though that's really, there's something really nice about like different members of different bands being able to pick up these skills and better themselves as people and also musicians um, and be open to those sort of opportunities. And I feel as though that's what Patty's been doing with Austin. Like it's, it's nice knowing that aside from being an inspiration to the kids who listen to him is an inspiration to like his peers around him as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, and like you said, you know, it's a it's a surreal moment for him because he's grown up reading rock sound, and this is his first cover anywhere. So it's an amazing moment. So support him. He's a brilliant figure. You know, he he stands for some really important 
moral things and uh, we shall stand with him on this really exciting stuff huge shout out to Patty so if you're liking what you're hearing when Patty Met Austin is now on sale ready to order online at shop.rocksound.tv absolutely amazing getting to know the two leading lights of a new generation of bands so you can get the Austin Night Bundle which is a collector's solo cover of Austin exclusive limited edition t-shirt personally designed by Austin himself hand signed poster print by Austin as well only 150 ever made so these are limited edition buy them up quick and there's the patty walters bundle which again collector's solo cover of patty this time alongside exclusive limited edition t-shirt personally designed by patty of course like the austin one and a hand signed poster print by patty as well again only 150 ever made and then it's the insane bundle like the big one the patty and austin bundle so you can get the patty and austin magazine cover in that hand signed poster print both of them vinyl stickers a pin badge pack an exclusive patty and austin tote bag loads to get involved with all free worldwide shipping absolutely amazing rocksound.tv just super exciting really really brilliant to be a part of and to stand by these really intriguing characters in the music world so amazing get involved shop.rocksound.tv also includes 32 amazing stickers studio exclusive with real friends and stuff with wage war grayscale and more absolutely brilliant stuff um, follow us on, uh, on on Spotify as well an updated Rocksound chart we've got Ruiner by the amazing Nothing Nowhere on there at the top of the chart absolutely amazing and of course a brand new episode of our SCUS TV show on daily on SCUS to go alongside the brand new issue super exciting Jack Gee whiz, Will, it's all happening. <laughs> all right, lads, let's have some fun. So, over on that there's Twitter sphere, we asked you guys, what is the best lyric of all time? And you came back in your droves. I don't think I could pick, like, my favourite lyric of all time. It's hard. It'd probably take me about a week to reply. Oh, that was most of the responses. <laughs> Just, actually. like, I mean, yeah, yeah. noting them down. It's like, and then going, having to cut it. them down to, like, top five. Yeah. I mean, I know what mine is. Uh, I have, I mean, I have two, and I feel I feel like the fact that you've already kind of decided on this like pre this question, like it's just some information that you've just kept inside your head should <laughs> yeah, it ever well, be yeah, relevant. Yeah, I, I could just about do it. I think. Um, as well. I mean, like mine is either like Washington Square Park, Wonder Years. I left a lot of blood in California. Um, Big or. Um, Famous Last Words by MCR. See you lying next week with words I thought I'd never speak. Great shots. Yeah, I'm, I'm day 54 by Let Live. Um, I, I'm not going to say it because it's quite a lot of swearing, but... It's also quite deep as well, so it might sound a bit out of place, but the um, yeah, the, basically the, the first main verse, or the second main verse, should I say, on, um, on day 54 by Let Live. Check it out if you want something depressing and amazing and profound. Twitter bio. <laughs> oh, no, I mean t- Tinder bio. <laughs> yeah, Tinder bio. Gone Sam's in Paramore. I I honestly don't know. I mean, probably deep rooted in Paramore's back catalogue, there is something that stand like sounds out, but it's not it's not something I've ever thought of. So now I'm desperately trying to go through every single lyric. We'll come ever. back. At, we'll, well come back at the end. Well, let's see. Uh, there is a there was a really really old Death of Anne song which had a lyric I really liked in it. Um. It's from their debut album when they still had the screamer. Was it? Um, was it on Nicotine Alcohol Save My Life? No. No. I can't even. Day, I'll make sure that I spent it with It's not. It's not. It's not that. Um, I can't even remember the name of the song. And I can I'm just remember. Not and I apologise for swearing in advance. Um, it goes, um, something. Uh, it's something like talk about skeletons in your closet. Well, <laughs> there must be a fucking cemetery in mine. Liked that. Remembered it. Stood out to me when I first heard the song. Always remember it now. Can't remember the name of the song, but it's a really good song. <laughs> did, did you write on the front of your maths textbook? Oh, yeah, it's across yeah. my college folder. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I remember you posted that the other day, didn't you? And it's wild. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, if anyone wants a, a good a good lol, head on to my Twitter and search through my pictures. And there's a picture of my college folder on there, which, I, no joke, is 90% rock sound stickers, <laughs> which is mental when you think about that. Here I am. Yeah. If I could Sick. tell 17-year-old me where I'd be. Same. Anyway, should we go? Any, anyway, should we, should, we, should, we, should we see what the rock sound universe is saying? Um, and Natalie underscore 10 
said you said we'll never make a difference maybe this battle is to fight indifference which is the one and only architects Jake says stuff yes he does um, said the Wundy is it's not about force and happiness it's about not letting sadness win uh, that happy emo which is a sick twin handle <laughs> uh, I try to say goodbye defy and deny what it is I'm fearing clearing uh, clearly I'm dying dearly I'm writing merely testifying what a test to fly requires I pass the test with flying colours that's 21 pilots that one Samix Riot said whoever I was then I can't be ever again which is taking back Sunday and um, the classic from Enchikari Yabba dabba do one, son. We don't want your rules. Who are you fooling, son? We got all the tools. Yeah, so, yeah like, I think... Some strong choices there. Yeah, I mean, sorry choices. I mean, I mean, Inspo like, quotes. I might write them on my bedroom wall. I mean, like, <laughs> a bit like live, laugh, love, but... Live, life, love, love... Brutal. Li- live, love, learn. That one. Eat, what? pray, eat, Who's pray. That? Well, I, what were you Rocky? saying? You know, you know, in like some people's houses, they have live, laugh, love, like oh, a yeah, like yeah, their yeah. I'm going to yeah. take these and do that oh, instead. Oh, oh, yeah. So I'm going to put yabba dabba do on some <laughs> above my toilet or something. That was funny because you went well at yabba dabba fucking do on some. <laughs> <laughs> Top work, lads. I realised how difficult that was, and you all smashed it. Sick. Awesome. So, interview two, our co-cover star, Austin Knight. So, again... Um, it's me again, isn't it? It is. So, we, we, we obviously, you know, Jack spoke to Austin. Um, same day, uh, all about the same things, really. Being a figurehead, uh, you know, being on a magazine cover <coughs> and just, you know, alongside Patty, what he thinks of Patty and just all this stuff. And obviously, Austin's... They're quite different characters as well. And Austin's quite an outspoken dude, you know. And he's been on this podcast before and really, really uh, fired off, you know, about stuff. And, you know, I think that's uh, about good things. And I think, um, um, you know, Jack went into that with him. And I think that was really, really interesting. So here we go. This is Austin Knight, our cover star from Waterparks. Brilliant stuff. Here we go. So, yeah, today we're talking about the start of what's happening on Friday. You're back on the cover. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. So, That's so wild. I, I saw the mock-up and I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Mate. Honestly, everything about it is just like, it looks great, like the setup's great. I mean, mainly like your connection with Patty started when you guys toured together in the States in November to December. Right. Tell us a bit about hanging mm-hmm. out with Patty and the As It Is guys. Like, what kind of memories do you have of that? Um, it was cool. I mean, um, I remember bef- uh, <laughs> before. Uh, legal action came at me. Awesome. <laughs> uh, we we were like bumping the felony Steve mixtape like in our in our bandwagon like super hard, and everybody was like going fucking nuts. I think uh, pretty much everybody but uh, me was drunk, <laughs> and uh, we put Courtney from Chapel in the microwave. <laughs> yeah, I remember reading that. That's yeah. It's I mean yeah, like... so that was cool. Um, talking to Patty was cool too. Um, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. You're like, you're like a straight edge dude. You know? Um, so, I mean, it was, it was cool to like hear, I guess, what he wants to, or, like what his goals and shit are. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm always curious about that because I don't really fuck with people that don't have drive or like have bigger things they're trying to accomplish. Just because like, I, I don't know, I get bummed out. Like you're supposed to surround yourself with who you you know, like, like, like you should surround yourself with people who want cool, awesome shit for themselves. You know what I mean? Hmm. And, uh, Patty's definitely a dude with goals. So that's cool. Yeah. From that, like, because, um, when I spoke to Patty earlier, he was saying, Oh, he, like the main thing he picked up from you is how like you come off stage, um, and straight away start writing music again. And that's something which he's going to take for himself. Like from your time with Patty, like what kind of things did you learn from him and also about Patty that you're taking on further in life? Um, I did. Uh, he, cause he talked about, um, how, um, with it, like when he was younger in school and everything, um, there wasn't really much of, a, uh, an anti-drug or any kind of there, there wasn't really any kind of enforcement like or like 
teaching of like why stuff like that is bad. It was more so they, like, he, he was basically saying it was <laughs> like almost like, Hey, this is just like where you get all this shit and blah, blah, blah. It was almost like enabling or like normalizing it and how he wanted to openly have like an anti-drug thing and all that stuff when, when he's, you know, older. And I thought that was really cool just because, um, I feel like that's sort of not a thing much nowadays. And I mean, not to shit on people who drink and, you know, do drugs or whatever, like that's your thing. But, um, it's, it's cool to actually have people that are vocal, uh, vocally, I guess, uh, trying to counter that you know what i mean yeah yeah big it, uh, having having a good influence and in, like from from a singer in this kind of scene you know what i mean yeah absolutely man i feel as that yeah it's it's one of those things where you don't realize that it's there until you meet people who are feeling that way and feel that strongly about it and then it kind of opens up a completely different door to you well, right. See, the thing is, I mean, I've always known that stuff is like shitty and stupid. Plus, I have, an, I have a very <laughs> addictive personality, so I've just always known like I can't do any of that because I like I'm I'm I I will get addicted to dumb things like small things, whatever. Like nothing, nothing crazy or bad, like yeah. caffeine and shit. But I'm also extremely self-aware, and I know that that's why I can't ever fuck with any of that. <laughs> Um, tell us a bit about the actual shoot with um, Patty because there's so much. There was so much going on there. Like we've got the dog. Who Dude, I didn't like, even know. I didn't know that was a cover. <laughs> like I had literally no idea. Like I was just like fucking around. I was playing with this dog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like the result. The the results are pretty special, if we're honest. But yeah, like how was it for you, like working with Patty in that way, like in just a really fun, because you say that it's like you were goofing around and having fun, but how was it kind of like even shooting in that way with someone who you've become such good friends with? I mean, it's, it's cool. Like, I mean, <laughs> and it sounds fun, like goofy to say or whatever, but I mean, I like, I guess we've both done enough like photo shoot type thing now at this point to where like when we did that, it's like, you know what to do and, how to semi be, I guess. So it's like we could fuck around and it was fun, but like it, it wasn't like I don't like. Sometimes you take pictures of people and they're like, I don't know where to put my hand. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's like it wasn't like that. That was pretty cool. Same man. It was, it was like it was like fun and it was easy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of like oh, we're just here, kind of fucking around, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um. Kind of like a bit um, in the details of what you actually spoke about in the feature as well. Like, yeah, you, you talked about individuality as an artist and making water parks like away from kind of the pack. Like you said, it was something to do with like the flannel shirts. Like, there's a, a hundred right. of them, thousands of them. How important is it for you as an artist, but also for water parks as a band to stand out from the rest of that pack? extremely important i mean your your band is not just sound your band is a look it's a it's a fucking smell dude like you don't want to be a smelly band guy like your presentation is literally everything and that's why your aesthetic has got to be on point otherwise you just look like a dump like like you look like a dump you know what i'm saying <laughs> and like that's not tight nobody wants to like watch a dump even if it sounds pretty like and when you see everybody doing the same shit, like it's, it's very easy to take a step back and go, okay, well, if everyone is doing that and I'm also into all this cool shit, it's not like I'm just doing it just to try and stand out. It's like, I, I really like all the, like our, the visual aspect of us. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at me, like if I didn't know me and I looked at me, I'd be like, dang, that dude looks wild. You know what I mean? Like, um let's go on to like your motivation as an artist and how that's changed yeah. over the years um what was it that originally motivated you when you first started kind of wanting to be in a band and create music and how is that how does that differ to what motivates you now i mean let's see i i wanted like the thing is when i started playing music I just really, really liked it. It was immediately just like 
my focus and I was obsessed with it. And I liked playing shows every weekend at like shitty little coffee houses or smoothie places or whatever, like, you know, whatever the venue was that would take us. And that's when I was like 14, starting, basically starting when I was like 14, I would do these shows every weekend. And if they wouldn't book me, I'd still go to them. You know what I mean? Just cause I liked the, I liked the environment and I liked, you know, just being there. Even if, even like at the hardcore shows that like, did, like where those dudes did not fuck with me at all. I still liked going, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that, that was really cool. And like the, the thing is I've always kind of just, I don't know, basically, I guess as soon as I became aware that, you know, you should be like, you should succeed. <laughs> like that success is like a thing that you should obtain. Hmm. I was like, Oh, I'm going to get that. And since music is just my favorite thing to be doing. And it was the thing I, uh, there was never like a conscious shift of like, and now I'm going to play music for a living. You know what I mean? It was just kind of like, Oh, this is what this, it was just like a built in, like, this is what I'm going to do. And, um, I mean, motivation for writing and making songs and doing it like, like albums, especially that's, I don't know. I mean, being able to, express what you're dealing with at that time. And I feel like it helps if you can get it out in an artistic way, because sometimes people lash out in stupid ways when they're upset, <laughs> like going on a Twitter rant, you know what I mean? Mm. But other times, like, and that's, that's the wrong way to handle something. If you're upset now, there's a time and a place to let people know about the shit that, is I guess currently <laughs> uh, for lack of a more delicate phrasing fucking your life yeah um, and I think that time would be through a song you know something artistic or a video even you know what I mean like and I'm sorry I'm kind of going on a tangent here but um, yeah I think <laughs> like it, it's kind of funny people with entertainment, people think that was, uh, like a full, like that was like, I don't know when they think that was written because they think like a lot of people are like, man, like that album's about like his breakup and blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> it's not, you know, it's about like one of them, <laughs> uh, like an earlier one. Yeah. Like one of that, like same, I mean, same, same sub, like same subject and everything. But that album hasn't even fucking happened yet. Like the thing is, I'm like, and what's up is like, even though shit, like this is just like to play off of what I was saying before. But um, even though shit was extremely shitty, I didn't go and like I didn't get I didn't hop on Twitter and go I was wronged in this way and 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 that made me feel this and this and put me in this place. You know what I mean? Because it's like, that's not how you do that. But time and a place for art and expression. Album three, whenever that happens, that's going to be a very fucking dark, angry, and self-empowering album. And I don't remember how we got here, <laughs> but um, like that's, that's why being able to express yourself through art is important. So I guess, yeah, that's the the reasoning behind doing what I do is because I think it's a necessary artistic outlet to, this is going to be the longest answer in this entire article. I don't know <laughs> if you're going to use this or not. <laughs> you should though, cause it's tight. Yeah. I'm like killing it right now. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a time and a place for expression and I think that's why it's important. Sure thing, man. I mean, on another tangent from that, it's, it's an interesting one that now, Another thing you spoke about was getting used to people relating to the things which you're writing about and getting kind of used to the fact that people do feel the same way as you and you're not alone in this in many ways. Like, how's it right. how does it feel to be able to talk about these personal things, be them in the past or present or even future, and have people relate in such a deep and meaningful way? Like, how was it getting used to that? it kind of makes me feel sad that people were like, <laughs> um, 
just because I mean, like, like the thing is for me, being able to say this shit, being able to name drop like people who have been shitty to me in a song, like with their names, that's such a fucking cathartic thing. And I know band guys always say like, Oh man, writing this release was just like what my soul needed. It was literally catharsis, but like, uh, like with like vague ass lyrics about like, I don't know, vague troubles and shit. I think, so I mean, that's, that's why I do it. But then seeing people that like, that people relate, I'm kind of, it's, one, it kind of lets you know that your problems aren't as less field and fucking nuts as you think, because like when you're going through shit, you like, I, I guess it's just like a human thing to be like, I'm alone. <laughs> like that's your instinct, but you're fucking not, you know what I mean? Like, like if you get cheated on, yo dude, people have been getting cheated on since people were like in Rome and shit. And like, we're getting eaten by lions. Like people were still doing that bullshit back then because i think even in like greece or whatever people were like hella insecure how are you dealing with the spotlight that kind of centers itself on you now that people are picking up on the music you make and the things you do and the things you say like through mm. fan art it's a double-edged and, sword dude yeah it's absolutely a double-edged sword like it's it's great because it would fucking suck to be making things that I consider important and like, I mean like important for art and have no one pay attention to it because I've, I've like, it's, it sucks to feel like no one's hearing your expression because I mean, I've fucking been there. You know what I mean? Like people have cared about us for like two years now. Yes. That's when we started touring. It's been, it's been a little over two years. Like, but I know what it's like to put out a release and not and and like have like a very minimal amount of people like in the grand scheme of things care you know what i mean mm. like and that's that sucks but it's i mean it's it's very cool now that like entertainment quadrupled first week sales from double there yeah like the goal is to always double that's your that's like how you know you're still fucking killing it and yeah, I mean, we did times four. So, I mean, I'm like, hell yeah, dude, people give a shit. So that's great. And, like, if I say something online or I want someone to care about something, like, one of my friends just put out a new band, and um, I posted about it on my Instagram because I was like, man, I want people to give a shit. By the way, that band's called New Love. They're tight. Uh, and, um, you know, having that platform is great because I can help my friends. Now, where it becomes shitty is people want to fucking micromanage every, or they, they want to put every word under a microscope look for. And they, the thing is, it's not even like I'm actually out here saying bad shit, but people really want to find like they, they want to find what's the right word. People want to find someone to fucking put on the cross mm. because it makes them feel like they're doing good. Like they, it's like a self-righteous thing. It's not because the thing is, I think if people look at something I say or do or whatever, it's very fucking obvious to see that I don't have some weird malicious intent. Like for example, when I dropped fucking money mountain volume two, my dumbass joke mixtape for free that I made in my free time for free with my friends, just to, like, just because they thought it was funny. Like literally everybody was on board and then there was like one fucking person that's like, That's racist. He's a piece of shit and he's making blah 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 and I was like, dude, seriously, like how fucking hard do you have to reach for that? Like it's a joke. You can see that it's a joke. Like I literally talk about like making out with Harry Potter. Like obviously <laughs> the shit's not serious. It's not that deep, dude. But like since this many people know who I am there are going to be, and we're in an age right now where everybody feels, it's like the most self-important people have ever been, I think. Or at least this is when we can tell because everybody has a, a platform through social media and they've grown up this way. So they feel like they have a voice. Well, they do have a voice, even if it's not like a deserved voice because a lot of people's opinions are stupid and wrong. <laughs> uh, or at least their views are stupid and wrong. And so it's like when someone tries to come for somebody else and be like, this and this and this like 
I part of me doesn't even like part of me sub like I feel like subconsciously they know it's not that wrong, but we're in a time right now where it's like you reach for shit because yeah. if you can put somebody else down, it's almost like people can feel good that they're like they're doing some kind of weird social good by reaching and pointing out some like dumb, very out of nowhere shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel brother. like I worded I've worded this poorly. I may have talked in a circle, but <laughs> uh, no, it's 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 pretty stupid because I mean, well, it's good and it's bad because one, I can help myself and help my friends, and actually, people care about the art that I make, which is really the, one of the most important things in the world to me. Yeah, absolutely. Now, where man. it sucks is stupid people try and like put everybody on a fucking cross <laughs> and be like. Everyone fucking get him. He's this. I'm like, dude, I'm really not. And I feel like people, like these people, should know that I'm not because even like even with like if I go and actually look at what they're saying, they're like, I feel like maybe he didn't intend to. I'm like, well then, bitch, why are you coming at me like that? You know what I mean? Like, if you actually cared about just educating me, that's all you would do. You wouldn't be like, fucking get him, like witch hunt style. You know what I'm saying? Right, Jack. Do you want to leave the charge on this one? Sure. Um, shout out Austin for being so brilliant, like when you chat to him, and so honest in a way which no one is these days. Like <laughs> someone who's just got like even his honesty um, when it comes to entertainment, which has just come out, and talking about it in the way that he has, and like without fear of um, who's going to hear. And I feel as though that's kind of like why us and Austin get on so well because we're not afraid to say what what needs to be said and he's not either and I feel as though the most interesting part of what he was saying was about it was about like getting used to um, being that figurehead and like having people relate to the art he's making um, like through like tattoos and like drawings and stuff and it's his kind of like realization that, you know, it's a very human thing to think that you're alone in your feelings. And I feel as though that's something which he is kind of emphasized in like the lyrics that he writes. And I thought the other interesting part is how all the rumors going around about what entertainment's about. He's just shot them down and said, "You wait till album three. That's when <laughs> that, was, that was one of my favorite bits. Just yeah, like yeah, you guys yeah. have no idea yeah. how salty like, I'm going to yeah, get on yeah. the next I'm just album. I'm going full salty now because yeah. I feel like this is a mix of like sweet and salty. We just want it salty. He's going to yeah. go full Himalayan pink salt. <laughs> oh, I mean, like that is the, super, the good stuff. That is the superior <laughs> salt. Um, shout out TK Maxx. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel as though. I feel as though for him, especially because he is everything he says now is under a microscope and he's just a dude who wants to live his life and have fun and say the things he wants to, but getting used to like people taking everything you say as gospel, it's really hard. Like it's, I feel as though Patty, Patty's handled it quite well because he steps away from social media and doesn't let himself be, like that open like he wants to keep some things internal but Austin's just a guy who likes saying stuff online and just like getting his thoughts out and when people put that under the microscope it's like you can hear in his voice that he's like he doesn't really know where it's come from or how to deal with it and I feel there's a lot of people will try and gloss over that but he's really like just gone you know what I just say I just say shit I just, I'm just here to have a good time. I'm just living the life that I want to. And if you want to take things that I say, like completely out of context, then do it. I'm just going to carry on being me. Yeah, definitely. It, it all comes back to the thing of just being completely unapologetic, you know? And I, I think this is a huge thing in music right now in that we are getting all these characters, these really interesting characters who are just like, I am different, I'm pretty weird, but like, 
I am not apologising for it and I'm being who I am and um, you know Patty and Austin are just like completely glaring examples of that and it, I think it's just amazing like you, you know you say you know in that chat it's just he just doesn't have a filter but not in a bad way not in like a horrible way and just the way that it's like I'm going to be honest about stuff I'm going to be honest about how I talk about myself and my you know my, my material and my albums and you know I think that's absolutely fantastic and the fact that he's willing to be on a platform and even though it's like you say a double-edged sword and things are difficult he's willing to put himself out there to to lead by example Tamsin what are you saying I just love I love like every time we talk to him he becomes more and more of like a sassy little bitch like he, like he could like in the best way possible but like he could be on like RuPaul's Drag Race but just as himself like he wouldn't need to dress up or anything he would just like strut on and be like yes queen and like that like there's characters in this music scene and then there's Austin and everything about him is just brilliant shout and, like, out shout out RuPaul's yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah like he, he just doesn't have an off switch and he has absolutely no problem with being like yo this person like disrespected me so i'm gonna write you a song and it's gonna be the best diss track you've ever heard i mean that that's like that's like the thing as well that there's when it comes to like promotion of albums and like and like just the system that's been in place for so long like there's a bit austin like got in trouble for the felony Steve. Yeah, I loved it when like, he brought that up. Yeah, yeah, like, 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 but it's because like he's just doing things how he wants. Like he's, he's like, it's like people are trying to go say no, you can't do that. It's like, well, why not? Like he's the he's the kid who goes why, why, mm. why, but like on a level of like, on a global scale, like because he's he's got fans all over the world like watching for this, and he's just like well why is the system like this? Like, why are bands like this? Why does music have to be this way when I can do it this way? And I mean, an another thing, another thing which you were saying was how like, um, yeah, it, um, th there was a bit which um, was it in the chat when we were chatting a bit further away when he was talking about people who have like influenced him and he brought up like, like he said, well, I listened to like Green Day and I listened to um, good Charlotte but then the people who really inspired me are artists like Tyler the Creator because um, they're not scared to love themselves they're not like the, the rock scene has this kind of stigma attached to it that you have to be sad and you go to shows to be sad while, rather than like going to a show to come out loving yourself more and I feel it's like that's why he stands out even more than anyone else because he's writing music which he wants to and he's writing it to create an environment where people can feel good about themselves, like not come and feel sad because that's what that's what they think they have to be. And I feel like that's it's just another. We talk about it so much that like the scenes changing, bands are changing, people are getting more confident in like what they want to do. And I feel as though to have him at the forefront of this, it just makes it even more exciting than it ever was before yeah definitely and like he, he's such a good like on, I know this is kind of like a ridiculous thing to say but he's such a good swearer as well do you find that <laughs> like he's so I just love the way that he never holds back like and he always he manages to do it in a kind of creative way um, and that bleeds through into the music as well uh, <laughs> so yeah uh, brilliant stuff like Austin always always absolutely brilliant really really interesting character and always something to more to learn about him i think i think he's got so much to give so um so yeah amazing stuff um if that's not an endorsement uh, i don't know what is uh so if you're interested if you're an austin stan if you're a patty stan if you're just intrigued by these really intriguing interesting characters shop.rocksound.tv get on it now these are ready to order right now and get the austin knight bundle which is a collector solo cover exclusive limited edition t-shirt designed by austin hand signed poster print absolutely amazing and there's the Patty Walters bundle. Again, a collector's solo cover. Exclusive limited edition t-shirt designed by Patty himself. Hand signed poster print. Only 150 ever made of both. Absolutely amazing. Snap it all up right now. Uh, it will go. And, uh, and of course, there's the, uh, the the massive, amazing one to go for, which is the Patty and Austin bundle, which is uh, the Patty and Austin magazine cover. Hand signed poster print. Vinyl stickers. Pin badge pack. Exclusive Patty and Austin tote bag. So much going on. All free worldwide shipping. Shop.rocksound.tv. Go 
there right now and buy this all up. Absolutely amazing. So uh, it's been a fun one. Um, Roller coaster. Yeah, launch, launch special is always good. Um, particularly exciting. So uh, so yeah, it's been good, isn't it? Uh, did you enjoy doing the chats? Yeah, I did, mate. Yeah, um, it was nice. I- I had quite the shock when I went to listen to them, expecting to hear Will's voice. Oh, yeah. And then you yeah, go, yeah, yeah. Hey, hang on a minute. <laughs> it's, it's not like, Will. It's like, hey, up. You're, you're all right, lad. <laughs> yeah. So what, what's it like being on the front cover what's of What's it like being the band? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ear by gum. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed them, though. Well done, Jack. Awesome. Thanks. Yes, well Thanks. done, Jack. Cheers, mate. It has been fun. Uh, we will see you guys next week and get to shop.rocksound.tv right now. Sick. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.